David Glenn Show. David Cutcliffe live in 60 minutes. We'll talk life sports football and his Blue Devils who have a big game at Virginia. Carolina goes to Virginia Tech. Either Duke or Carolina with a win will feel great about making a run to the ACC title game. Now, we all know Clemson will probably be waiting there. Speaking of Clemson, the Tigers visit Louisville. Still undefeated. The Tigers, not Louisville. LSU's Tigers still undefeated visit Mississippi State. Penn State is still undefeated. They host Michigan on Saturday evening. Here to discuss all things near and afar in college football is Mr. College Football. Find his work at ESPN and the SEC Network, TMGCollegeSports.com, 680 The Fan in Atlanta. Tony Barnhart, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? DG, I am well. Doing great. Before we jump onto the gridiron, there has been an update from the United States Congress. And as strange as this sentence sounds, ESPN's Jay Billis was at the same roundtable discussion as Utah Senator Mitt Romney. And after their discussion of name image likeness and the NCAA's amateurism model, Mitt Romney actually said out loud, this is this week, A, Congress is going to act on this stuff, and B, we're coming for you, we're NCAA. Coming for you. Is, is, this, Look out. is this something you've seen before, or is it different this time? Well, DJ, when the, when the California uh, bill was, was, was passed and then signed by the governor, Newsom, I said at the time, I said, it's, it's, it's not going to end here. Every state is going to have their own uh, bill because, listen, politicians are saying, look, my constituency may not read the farm bill, but they'll read this. Yeah, right. And so we're, 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 we're going to absolutely do it. And I told, I was on a radio show, I said, look, and the same thing, there will be federal legislation to this effect. And what, what's going to happen, you're going to have the federal legislation. The NCAA, as we know, is studying the problem. And at the 11th hour, they will come up with some kind of plan that allows the athletes to have access to the free market. It, it is totally predictable. The NCAA doesn't change until the NCAA has to change. They did it with cost attendance stipend. They've done it with a host of other things, and they will change on this. When we look to the gridiron and the remaining undefeateds, especially among the heavyweights, I don't see a lot of high-risk games coming up, like Alabama's next is Tennessee, right? Uh, or Oklahoma gets to host West Virginia. Ohio State right. uh, has Northwestern. Among the ones that I think are at least slightly more interesting, which do you believe is the biggest risk for the top 17. Clemson goes to Louisville, LSU visits Mississippi State, and Penn State has to host number six, Michigan. Who's at the most risk, the Nittany Lions or either of the Tigers? Uh, I would say the, the Nittany Lions. I think that that's a, that, that is a dangerous game because Michigan is so quirky. Yeah, that's the word, quirky. Michigan is so quirky, you don't know what they're going to do. So, But I don't and I'm going to regret these words. <laughs> DJ, I don't see a whole lot of drama this weekend. Yeah. And, and I know I'll, I, I tell you another, I can't, another one to keep your eye on, Florida going to South Carolina. Mm. Okay? Yeah. Because Florida's coming off a very physical, tough game on the road. They go back on the road. It's going to be wild at Williams-Brice. I think, I think Florida wins the game, but that one may be closer than you think. 
among those that don't get as much attention as unbeatens, and I'm not really going to ask Tony about these, but just a quick reminder, 6-0 and Baylor is at Oklahoma State. The Bears certainly could fall from the ranks of the unbeaten there. 6-0 and Boise is at BYU. That won't be easy. 6-0 and SMU hosts Temple. So we'll see if we have maybe a little flurry of unbeatens getting beaten. Georgia lost to South Carolina. Now they're a one-loss team along the likes of along with the likes of Notre Dame and Oregon and maybe you have others on your mind. How do you paint the big picture for the fan bases of one-loss Notre Dame, one-loss Oregon, one-loss Georgia and however long you think that list gets because even though some fans envision, you know, a whole bunch of 12 and 0 teams, it never works out that way. No, uh, no. What what where how far down the list of teams that still matter is it in your eyes? Well, I said last week there were about 12 teams. If they won out, they would have a chance. Not, there's not as many this week, obviously. But the first, the first thing your team has to understand, if you're, if you're one of the one-loss teams, your margin for error is gone. Zero. Okay? It, there, is no, there is no margin for error. That's number one. Now, where do you fit in the grand scheme of things? Florida at nine, if they went out and win the SEC championship, five and one, if they went out, they're in. Oregon, if they went out, eh, they may or may not be in. Uh, but, but, you know, Wisconsin still got to play Ohio State, may play them twice. Oklahoma's going to have to play, maybe have to play Texas again. We'll see about that. But, it, it, again, the thing is, if you've got one loss, number one, you got to win the rest of your games. Then you got to get some, you got to get some help. Notre Dame at 11 and one, they'll need some help because they don't have the 13th data point. It, I wrote last week, DJ, DG, that the Georgia loss to South Carolina hurt Notre Dame more than it hurt Georgia. Hmm. Interesting. Tony Barnhart is joining us. He is always interesting. He makes you think. On Twitter, he is at Mr. CFB. Find his work at TMGCollegeSports.com, also ESPN and the SEC Network. I don't know how much time you spend on the group of five, but – you know, we heard the UCF conversation in recent years, and in our backyard, we have a 5-0 and App State team. I look out and I see Boise undefeated. I look out and I see SMU undefeated. The Mountaineers still have to go to South Carolina, uh, so that'll be interesting. But they have a chance, for those who don't know, the current system is such that the highest-ranked Group of Five conference champion is guaranteed a spot in a New York New Year's Six Bowl. Mm-hmm. Are the Mountaineers kind of facing a huge uphill battle because the Sun Belt is not perceived the same way as the, you know, the Mountain West or the American? Or how do you paint the rest of that picture? Well, no, that's certainly part of it. So the Sun Belt is not uh, considered in the same class with the, the American. Okay, the American has has got a bunch of really good teams and they're playing pretty good football. But I will say this: if I'm if I'm an Appalachian State fan, I'm gonna say, okay, we got we got to win them all. We got to beat South Carolina. That'll get the team that beat Georgia. That'll get everybody's attention. Yeah. And we got up full hard for whoever's playing Boise State this week. Right. You, you whoever it is. That's who you got to pull for, because Boise State has the cachet. Okay, they've got they've got the big the big boy reputation because they have done it 
uh, in the past. But yeah, I, uh, that would be great for Appalachian State. And they do have Huge. that. They do have that win over the Tar Heels in Chapel Hill, and Carolina yep. still has a chance to turn out to be a very impressive team as the Heels head to Virginia Tech. Tony Barnhart is joining us on the David Glenn Show. So we do this thing called the Big Tailgate Tour, where we pick a different game somewhere only on North Carolina soil and we show up with a bunch of tents and games and prizes and stuff and we're going to be at five and one Wake Forest hosting the Florida State Seminoles my question to you I mean certainly I would invite your thoughts on the game but maybe in the bigger picture more importantly Willie Taggart is one of those hot seat coaches and I don't even want to think about the conversation we know Wake is a pretty good football team but a Florida State fan just never wants to hear why the Seminoles would ever lose to the Demon Deacons in football. Uh, where is he in terms of the hot seat conversation, Willie Taggart? And what other prominent names are you going to be watching along similar lines the rest of the way? Well, yeah, the, the, the Florida State fans will never understand what Wake Forest has done under Dave Clawson. Okay, they, they you know, I, I watched them beat Utah State earlier this year and was very very impressed. Yeah. So that's number that's number one. Willie Taggart, I, I think he's going to be back next year. I think they're making some progress, albeit incredibly slow, for the, to the Gamecock faithful. You know, the other coach, as bizarre as this seems, we're sitting here on October, mid October, and Auburn is ranked number eleven in the nation. Yeah. All right, and they that their only loss was at. Florida, which is a good team and a hard place to play, but Auburn's got to play LSU. They got to play Georgia. They got to play Alabama. And I got people who are insisting to me that if he goes eight and four, there's going to be a big conversation. Tony, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I just, it, it just absolutely. And now they've lost, Auburn's lost their best running back, the guy who Booby Whitlow, who they relied upon, and the other guys are, are career backups. But uh, you. If he loses those three games, you got to keep your eye on Auburn. His name is Tony Barnhart. We will have him with us throughout college football season. Thank you for this visit. Keep up the good work. Bye, DG. You got it. On Twitter, he's at Mr. CFB. He earned that nickname, Mr. College Football, a long, long time ago. All right, some of you want back in on LeBron and the NBA and stuff. You could do that. Some of you want in on the college football. Week 8 is underway. Boise and Baylor and SMU and App State are all undefeated. They have interesting games this weekend. I think several could lose, not the Mountaineers, but several of the others. Among the undefeated heavyweights, the must-see TV this weekend, if you will, the closest thing to that is number three Clemson visiting a rejuvenated under Scott Satterfield Louisville program, noon game ABC. Number two LSU, I know they're much better than Mississippi State, but they're on the road, and it's an SEC game. That's your 330 game on CBS. And I agree with Tony, the biggest risk – among the highly ranked unbeatens is number seven Penn State hosting number 16 Michigan. The Wolverines have not figured it out regularly on offense under Jim Harbaugh, a coach who's been very successful everywhere he's been, NFL and college. They have that ugly loss earlier this year on their resume, but they are dangerous enough because of traditionally great defense under Jim Harbaugh with their coordinator, Don Brown. They're a risk as they visit Happy Valley and James Franklin and the Nittany Lions try to remain among the ranks of the unbeaten. That's your 7:30 game on ABC. Quick reminder for those of us who would those of you who would like to see us, meet us, talk with us or whatever, maybe just qualify in the Continental Tire Toss. 
It is our only trip to Winston-Salem this year. We actually have our final trip to Chapel Hill next week. So you can find us on Franklin Street next weekend. This Saturday, we'll be at the last resort right outside in their parking lot on Deacon Boulevard, not many steps away from where the game will be played between the Seminoles and the Demon Deacons. When the kickoff is 7.30, that means we're there at the last resort from 4 to 7 p.m. If you can't get there, if you can get there, remember, just ask me to throw for you. I'm almost going to guarantee a qualifier for four free Continental tires. New this year. For those of you who can't find us at any of our stops, we understand you're busy. You can qualify for four free Continental tires for the first time this year just by visiting BigTailgateTour.com. There's a quick form there. It takes less than 60 seconds. Just by entering, you are eligible to be one of our grand prize winners thanks to our friends at the Big Tailgate Tour driven by Continental Tire, although we do hope to see you in person this weekend, the last resort. Deacon Boulevard, Winston-Salem, near where Wake plays FSU. And then next weekend, we'll be there for the Duke-Carolina game in Chapel Hill. Come see us on Franklin Street if you can. More calls on the other side. More NFL on the other side. What are your must-see TV matchups at that level as Week 7 begins tonight with the Chiefs visiting the Broncos? More on the NBA, the NCAA, 1-800-849-2761. LeBron and the NBA, I gave you my two cents. We'll take more of yours next on the David Glenn Show. Roy Williams, welcome yeah. back to the David Glenn Show. Last year, two chains came walking by, and he reached his hand yeah. down and uh, shook my hand and said, two chains. And about five seconds after he walked away, I said, I missed a great opportunity. I should have said three rings. <laughs> Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We are taking your calls on the football, Major League Baseball playoffs, NBA LeBron James question of the day. The Carolina Hurricanes lost last night but still lead the National Hockey League, tied, in points. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. A quick look ahead as we welcome your calls, and I've been asking people who have been hammering LeBron or Steve Kerr or Greg Popovich or any combination of them or the NBA more generally, do you really believe that if another country falls short of your standard of human rights or something else important to you, should you just automatically stop doing all business there? And if you're not, you're, if you don't do that, you're some kind of soulless, capitalistic coward? Should you just cut off all contact entirely? I mean, I think most of you know this, but virtually no corporations do such things, and almost no sports figures have done such things. Plenty of people have said, why would I deprive the Chinese people of my product, shoes, basketball games on TV or otherwise, just because I have a beef with their government. And that makes sense to me. Some of you have a double standard for LeBron James. When Mike Krzyzewski was in China representing our country in the Olympics, he didn't call out their human rights violations. He focused on the task at hand. Was he being capitalistic as another representative of Nike because he chose not to pick those fights? He chose not to speak out on matters abroad that were certainly against Coach K's worldview, but whereas he has spoken out like LeBron on many matters at home, he didn't speak out in any way similarly when he was there. LeBron was there. You didn't like how he handled it. As I said, he made some mistakes. He badly botched his discussion of the Daryl Morey tweet, but 
the idea that he should speak out everywhere on all things because he speaks out here on some things, I just find that not only illogical, I can't find any examples of any human beings ever who do exactly that. Oh, well, because I do things in my homeland, I'm now going to be the mega activist everywhere else as well. I just don't see it. So I think there's a double standard floating out there toward the, by those who dislike LeBron for one reason or another. 1-800-849-2761. That is your ticket into the program. Quick reminder, your menu options tonight as the Washington Nationals enjoy their recent completed sweep of the St. Louis Cardinals and look forward to game one of their first ever World Series. That will be next Tuesday night. It is the first World Series trip ever under the name Washington Nationals. And it is the first World Series trip for a baseball team in the city of Washington in a long, long time. The only World Series title ever for the, the capital city of our nation came in 1924 when they were the Washington Senators, Senators as the nowadays Washington Nationals wait quite a while for the winner between the Astros and the Yankees. There is a must-see TV baseball game tonight. It is going to be Masahiro Tanaka for the Yankees in a game they must win. You can't imagine the Yankees winning this seven-game series without winning today, or at least I can't. They lose today. They're down three games to one. Good luck with that. With Verlander and another trip against Garrett Cole waiting you. Forget it. You better win tonight. If you win tonight at home, you have a chance. It's expected to be windy and maybe rainy. Tanaka has one of the best career postseason ERAs in Major League Baseball history. Zach Greinke will be on the hill for the Astros. He has not been great in the postseason after many dominant regular seasons. This is just ripe for the taking for the New York Yankees, who are one of the most supported Major League Baseball teams here in our statewide audience. So good luck to you if you're a Yankees fan. You're in big, big trouble if you don't get a victory tonight. 1-800-849-2761. Kevin is in Durham and next on the David Glenn Show. Hey, David, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. What's on your mind? Well, thanks for uh, taking my call, and thanks for hosting sure. this uh, conversation. Sure. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big LeBron James fan. I have been since I was younger. I think he's done incredible things, both as a role model for, for kids of, of all colors, the people of all colors. And I've really appreciated the fact that he has had, uh, you know, that backbone to stand up and, and say some things that you're right could impact his um, pocketbook. Um, at the same time, I do have to say that I, I am a little disappointed uh, in him at this uh, at this moment. Not that it really matters to him that much, right? Um, but just you know, he is a global icon, and uh, as much as he may not know a ton about what's happening globally, uh, I think with the platform uh, and with all the things that come with that, um, I just I have a hard time, you know swallowing the, the 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 idea that i'm not educated enough on this idea um which part i mean well, because, because uh, let me ask you this should he stop selling his shoes to chinese no. citizens okay no well, i'm with you not. so far um, no no i mean that was that and when no, it comes to the confusion idea. i don't think we should be surprised that a black man in the united states of prominence understands racial injustice issues better than one nation, two systems between Hong Kong and China. Are you with me so far on that? 100% with you. Okay. So what yep. should he have said or what should he have understood better that he did not? Well, I think, I think he had part of his, you know, for me, part of his brand is really just being um, outspoken and honest uh, yeah. about these things. And so I feel like with that platform comes a lot of responsibility. And sure, he didn't pick this fight. He didn't want to have to, you know, talk about Chinese wanting to go over there and play in some preseason games. Um, 
but I, I do feel like that there's a higher level of expectation um, put on him because of that status. And so I, I feel like I would have, I mean, I think obviously the statement was, was not good and I'm sure he would probably say that himself. I think we all I, agree. I, yeah. And I just, I really wish, because my biggest concern is he's had such a positive impact. My concern is that um, he, his voice is going to be somewhat diminished, whether that's rightfully or unrightfully, um, that, that it's going to be easier to just not engage with some of the things he says. And that's the thing that's concerning to me. So it's, it's more, not so much necessarily like a quote unquote hypocrisy or, or anything like that. It's more the idea that I have expectations of him um, based on prior behavior and, and past statements. If you were, it, and, and I respect all of what you just said there, and I appreciate you being uh, level-headed on this, and it sounds like you're coming at it from a fair-minded point of view. A lot of the LeBron criticism is just from the LeBron haters who turned off their brains a long, long time ago, and it doesn't seem like you fit that description at all. Serious question. If you were LeBron's best friend or one of his advisors and you were there as the Lakers were taking on the Nets, I think it was, in a couple of exhibition games – what would you advise in terms of the timing of his comments, right? You're on Chinese soil. You are on Chinese soil. You have an annual trip there. You're on Chinese soil. Are you going to call out, you know, the concentration camp uh, settings of religious minorities while you're there to play basketball games? Uh, yeah. And if you want him to chime in, chime in on Hong Kong, would you encourage him to even, even if you encourage him to educate himself, which I think we'd all be in favor of, I'll tell you this, Kevin, if I were your best friend, I would say, Kevin, even after you educate yourself on Hong Kong and China and how this stuff works, I've been studying it back to my legal career 33 years or 25 years ago. I'm telling you that no matter what you say, someone's going to be burning your jersey. I'm not kidding because, for example, the Chinese government is painting those protesting in Hong Kong as, as violent out-of-control separatist maniacs, and yet the protesters in Hong Kong themselves so no, are actually in large numbers saying, no, 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 we're cool with the whole two-system, one-nation thing, but, and then they have their objections of some Hong Kong residents basically being taken to China for legal proceedings that, let me just tell you, uh, <laughs> I like your chances a lot better if you're a defendant in Hong Kong and you may disappear from your friends and family forever under the same fact set if you're under charges in mainland China. That's just the reality of the situation. So seriously, if I cared for you like I do my own brother, my advice would include no matter what you say, people will be burning your jersey. I find it a lot easier to call out concentration camps. I mean, like it's just a blanket statement. Uh, it's not just China. Any country that by rule is just allowed to round up people because of their religion and tell them where they're allowed to live and how they're allowed to live. You know, as a basic principle, I'm against that everywhere, not just here. But I also might have waited until I got back home before saying that rather than saying it on Chinese soil. Does that make sense? Yeah, and to, to answer your question, I... I I feel like, yeah, he should definitely, on Chinese soil is not the time or place to do it. They're, they're welcoming you into their, into their country, um, and, your, and your role there is, is to play basketball. Now, obviously, when he came back, however, he's not on Chinese soil, um, and he's not really in those, in, in, in those dangerous situations like you, you just Yeah, described. so what part should he have called out? Well, I, I personally would feel like that 
just the idea of the freedom of speech part and the fact that you don't have to say something to the effect of like, oh, I, you know, I support what's going on in Hong Kong. You can just say, a, you know, a very sort of germane statement that, you know, I am in favor of free speech and I want, you know, those rights to be available to everybody. Like Adam and, Silver did. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I have I no think, problem with that. And I think that at all. I think I think it would have helped him keep this platform. I, like I said, my biggest concern is just that it's a misstep, um, I feel like, on his part. But I don't think it erases, um, you know, the, uh, yeah. uh, you know, a, a life of work. But my concern no. is that it'll be really easy to discount yeah. in some uh, people's minds. Well, uh, part of my life philosophy is never worry about the reactions of fundamentally unreasonable people. I would worry about the reasonable people who now look at LeBron in a lesser light when he has, I think, a lot of valuable things to say. But never worry about the unreasonable people. Trust me. I, I've had a platform of significant size, and if I listened to the unreasonable people, my life would have gone in a lot, a lot of bad directions. You, you just can't let the unreasonable people impact you. As hard as it is, trust me, you get a lot of weird negative feedback from people who don't think critically, and they're not fair-minded, and they can't even see it. So I, I don't worry about them. And I advise people that I had as clients as an attorney I, not to worry about them. Sometimes it's hard because if they're a big chunk of your potential market, you, have to, you feel like you have to worry about unreasonable people. But in that case, sometimes you do have to choose principle over sometimes alienating unreasonable people. LeBron botched his discussion of the Daryl Morey concept. I'm going after the double standard hypocrites who don't even realize that it is commonplace for human beings to be more passionate and more outspoken about things in their own homeland where they vote and can participate in the process than in other parts of the world where they don't live and don't vote and don't participate. It's just, it is so routine that the idea that LeBron is some kind of an outlier worthy of this venom because he doesn't speak out there the way he does at home, it's just ridiculous. None of the people criticizing him that way live their lives that way. None of them. I'm still dying to hear the first phone call from somebody who's socially active in another country more than they are their own. Socially active in a, you know, out in Idaho more than they are here in North Carolina. I mean, like, of course, all social justice, virtually, virtually all of it in the history of the world starts at home. So it is not an anomaly even a little bit that LeBron is an example of a guy far... You know what his critics fundamentally dislike? They disagreed with his comments about American issues. And that's why they're still mad at him. And they're creating this double standard and they're f completely full of hypocrisy because they're still mad at him for either going after their president or some other issue that has hit their hot button. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. More of your phone calls on the other side. David Cutcliffe and Mick Mixon still to come in hour number three. The baseball playoffs are heating up. Must-see TV tonight. The NFL's Week 7 begins tonight. I believe it's worthwhile. The Chiefs are at the Broncos, but the better team is visiting the lesser team. And Denver is thinking, man, if we can spring an upset tonight, we're right back in the divisional mix. Meanwhile, Kansas City is led by one of the most electrifying players at any position in the entire NFL, quarterback Patrick Mahomes. And both of his two previous road trips to Denver not only were wins for the Chiefs, but were absolute thrillers 
that went down to the wire and included some of his best playmaking abilities. More on the NFL Week 7 that awaits us, more on the college football Week 8 that is already underway with more of your phone calls, 1-800-849-2761. Vince Carter last night put on a show at Madison Square Garden. The 42-year-old member of the Atlanta Hawks, formerly of UNC, in the aftermath of that show, says he has one very important to him goal for the upcoming season. It's probably different than what you might guess. That story with more of your calls next on the David Glenn Show. The head devil, David Cutcliffe. You guys have a unique ability to, to just do it right. You know, all the fans are always going to defend their programs, and they should. Sometimes we all make somebody in another program mad or angry, but you guys are very fair to everybody. The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Lines are open. One story, I promise. Noah in Asheville wants in on the NBA in China and LeBron. I have a Vince Carter story for you. There's also a crazy NFL headline involving, remember that man who was incorrectly identified by the Cleveland Browns earlier this season as the dude who doused the Tennessee Titans football player with a bunch of beer after a big play and then the player went toward the sidelines? The guy happened to be a DJ. There happened to be photographic evidence that he could not have been at the Cleveland Browns home game that way. Now, he kind of sort of looked like the dude, and he had a beard, and he had been to previous Browns games. Well, the Browns got it wrong. Guess what? God bless America. The guy has followed, filed a lawsuit against the Cleveland Browns. More on that with more of your calls. 1-800-849-2761. That is your ticket into the program. Vince Carter who has joined us probably a dozen times during his, wait for it, almost four decades in the NBA. Now, that's not official yet because, remember, he left Carolina early toward the end of the 1990s, so he was an NBA player at the end of that decade, still an NBA player through the early 2000s, still an NBA player throughout this current decade, which is now in its 10th year, and will be, assumedly, since he's a member of the Atlanta Hawks to start the current season, which is only days away at this point. Once the calendar turns to 2020, well, then that'll be his fourth decade. He will become the first NBA player ever to play in four different decades. So that's a goal of his. He has talked about that with us and many others. He's 42 years old now. And in case you missed it, at Madison Square Garden, perfect setting for such things, he scored 17 points. This is as a 42-year-old. The guy was most famous for his athleticism and his dunking ability. And at this stage of his career, he is raining threes all over Madison Square Garden in style and sometimes talking back to some fans in the process. Well, he mentioned after the Hawks' preseason victory over the Knicks last night, 17 points and an avalanche of threes, that one of his other most important goals beyond that making history that I mentioned is that he wants to be available for all 82 regular season games. He doesn't want to be like this just hanger on. He doesn't want to be the prototypical older dude who tweaks this or hurts that. You know, whether he's good enough to be in the rotation is up to the coach, obviously. And Vince has played, uh, what, a record number at this point of seasons in the NBA. But he has not played all 82 games in any season since 2007. 
Can he do that at the age of 42? Only one player in NBA history has played all 82 regular season games by the age of 40 or older. That one and only player was John Stockton, the legendary point guard for the Utah Jazz. Vince Carter, in his own words from last night, We'll see if we have time later for Vince Carter in his own words from his many appearances here on the David Glenn Show. 1-800-849-2761. That is your ticket into the program. That is the one thing I promise. It's back to your calls on week seven in the NFL, week eight in college football. LeBron James, the NBA, and the rest of the China incident, Major League Baseball, Astros-Yankees tonight. You can chime in with your question, comment, or complaint. David Cutcliffe of Duke later, Mick Mixon of the Carolina Panthers also in hour number three. Noah is in Asheville, North Carolina, and next on the David Glenn Show. Hey, Noah, what's going hey, on? Hey, how are you? Doing great, man. What's on your mind? Hey, I just wanted to talk uh, about the, I heard the LeBron James conversation. just wanted to talk a little bit. Um, about that, if you got a second. Yeah, lay it on us. So, um, I think I think what people who are potentially looking at the double standard of LeBron James and looking at um, maybe being frustrated with him comes from if if something, you know, as the Hong Kong rebellion goes on, if something like that were happening here, he, I would assume, as many others with platforms like, such as his, would would be against it. Um, and then him being sort of mum on the the actual, you know, when questioned on it, I think that that's what people who who are frustrated with LeBron James are um, are are coming from. And I, I certainly don't think that those people are unreasonable. Um, as you mentioned before your last break, you said unre- you know people unreasonable people getting frustrated um, with their president and and. I, I see well, your link. Tell, tell, tell just, me this. I think you made your first point. Tell me this. What are the. Ex- we're, we're living in a world, remember, where the overwhelming majority of sports figures, whether they're coaches, players, or otherwise, do not speak out on American issues. They clam up for a variety of reasons. Hey, I've got a life to leave. Uh, life to lead. I've got an employer to keep happy. I've got games to win. I've got a job to maintain. I've got a family to keep happy. Uh, I don't want to alienate some of my fan bases unnecessarily by discussing, you know, the old Thanksgiving meal phrase when you're meeting your other significant other's family for the first time is stay away from religion and politics. When the overwhelming majority of American sports figures barely say a word about anything in America, and say absolutely nothing about things around the world, how all of a sudden is it not a double standard to say, hey, because LeBron has been talkative here on matters that are important to him in his own country, that he is somehow a soulless coward because he doesn't pick every fight elsewhere in the world. He's already doing way more than the typical American sports figure. Don't you see that double standard to call him out for not doing enough halfway around the world when he's already doing infinitely more than the huge majority of sports figures that we follow? I think you're – no, I, I certainly see your point. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't call LeBron James a, a coward. I, I'm not – I wouldn't be that extreme in, in calling him that. However, I do think that he could potentially use his, his platform, which is – I mean, how many people have ever had the platform – such as LeBron James, maybe a handful um, who have that kind of platform. I certainly think that he could um, he could act, you know, say something. And and I don't would he change anything? 
Maybe not. You see what Daryl Morey's tweet obviously did. But, but here's, um, here's the pushback on that. Nelson Mandela is one of the greatest international thought leaders in the history of the world, right? And where did he spend, sadly in prison is the answer, but where did he send the overwhelming, spend the overwhelming bulk of his energies as someone living in South Africa? He, sent, he spent them on apartheid and the divisive issue of the time in his country. Right. And later in life, later in life, he became this international spokesperson. But if basically every social justice warrior in the history of the world did a lot more at home than abroad, why is LeBron a bad guy all of a sudden for doing a lot more at home than abroad? I mean, you got to be kidding me. It's like, where, what, what are the other examples? Who, who are these beacons of light? that LeBron can live up to because I don't even see these American sports figures speaking about American issues. They almost all hide from such things. And LeBron has been bigger and better than that. And he has spoken boldly about matters that are important to him. Is it really, is he serving his family and his career and his, the, the Lakers uh, or the NBA? Is he serving them best while still an active player? to pick multiple fights in multiple countries? I just don't see that. And if it was a better argument, we'd have more examples to point to. Where are these corporate citizens? Where are, they, where are the American corporate citizens picking fights on philosophical grounds with foreign countries? I mean, seriously, I'm, the floor is yours, or not just you, but anybody. Where are all these shining beacons of international philosophical light? LeBron does infinitely more than most that we follow in our country. And to pile on him for not going far enough halfway across the world, it just it, it, it's one of those things where people just want to be angry. And I think those who have been, you know, if somebody's tweeting from grandma's basement, everything is simple, right? Everything is simple. You know, there's no nuance. There's no, there's no context. There's no complication. Well, guess what? You know, when, when Coach K is, or Roy Williams is representing not only himself – and he has the right to speak or not speak on anything. But he walks around every day as a representative of Duke University or the University of North Carolina. And their main job descriptions include representing those universities with class and dignity and creating competitive championship caliber basketball teams. Are, are they really doing anybody a favor if, if they just picked fights in various countries because human rights violations take place in that many places? Or do they have to be wary of time and space? And there's a right time and right place for everything. And some people do more in retirement than they do while they're active coaches or players. And that's great. I applaud the more people who do the more things in more context, the better. But the idea that the lazy American who hasn't lifted a finger to make the life of anybody better in our country, oh, unless they're the same color as them and they go to the same church as them, then maybe they've lifted a finger. But no oppressed minorities, most of LeBron's critics have never lifted a finger about helping an oppressed minority in our country, and yet they're hammering him for not doing more for others around the world. I, anybody who can't see that fundamental, blatant hypocrisy you probably also swallow outrageous headlines like this one. Can you believe this? This actually happened in our country last night. Darren, is there an official, you know, in really oppressive countries, there are official news agencies. Like, they're tr like don't trust anything from China's or Russia's or North Korea's news. Official news agency. 
right? They're the ones that tell you that the, the North Korean leader guy, you know, shot an 18. <laughs> he just had 18 holes in one. He tried golf, and he had 18 holes in one. I, the, remember that story? It wasn't exactly that. I'm exaggerating slightly. But it was the supreme leader, according to the North Korea official news agency, you know, whatever. I don't know. It wasn't 18 holes in one, but it was something completely unbelievable and absurd, which if you're educated, you know never to trust the official news agencies of those countries, etc. We don't have an official. I know the president talked about creating one, but we don't have one, I don't think. Well, last night there was an actual headline or earlier this week, quote, LeBron, side, Le, LeBron sides with communist China. As a graduate of the number one journalism school in the country, I can tell you that that is an outrageously false, intentionally misleading, unnecessarily but purposely inflammatory headline. Could anybody defend that? Please find the person who put up that headline. LeBron sides with communist China. It was the always helpful Fox News. I don't think they're the official governmental news agency, at least not at this point. Uh, they continued their deep, rich tradition of intentionally inflammatory and patently misleading headlines with their cheap shot toward LeBron. I mean, especially if it involves minorities, there's a great chance that there's going to be an inflammatory and misleading headline. LeBron sides with communist China. Like, if you really swallow that, you have truly abandoned all critical thinking, and you might be a member of a cult. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. You want me to go to break or go to a call? Back after this with more of your phone calls on The David Glenn Show. I believe it is the NBA's turn in the line dance, and I don't think they can dance. I don't think they can dance as well as DG dances, and I'm only a three or a four. The David Glenn Show, weekdays at noon. The Panthers are off this week, but there's plenty going on in that franchise, even as they visit the 49ers a week from Sunday. Mick Mixon, voice of the Carolina Panthers, is back from London. The Panthers have won four straight. The Kyle Allen-Cam Newton conversation continues. Good friend of the program, Mick Mixon, drops by in about 35 minutes. Hour three will begin with another old friend. He's one of the most popular regular guests in the history of our statewide program. He is the 12th year head coach at Duke. He was the National College Football Coach of the Year six years ago. His devils are headed to UVA. We'll talk life, sports, football, and Duke with David Cutcliffe next on The David Glenn Show. I would never be so competitive, so childish, that I would actually keep track of my record as a coach in youth soccer. I mean, that would be ridiculous. So when I think about my 78 wins, two losses, and four ties, <laughs> not that I was keeping track or anything. Stay with us on The David Glenn Show.